Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Thanks again for tuning in to Divine Connection. This is the first edition of Divine Connection 2017-2018. I look forward to being more, doing more, and being guided more by God. Listening, have a listening ear. Merry Christmas. I hope that the Lord has blessed you real good today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Divine Connections. You're inside of Divine Connections on the Silver Lining Radio Network. Millions of people lose their identity every year. Don't be one of them. Identity theft has been the top consumer complaint filed with the FTC for 15 years straight. Victims are spending an enormous amount of time and money dealing with it. The criminals are getting smarter and they're not going away. That's why you need a company that's more than a website. You need an established institution that understands all the potential threats, how to prevent them, and how to restore any damage that's done. With ID Shield, we monitor your identity from every angle, not just your social security number, credit cards, and bank accounts. We ensure everything connected to you is safe, even your social media accounts. If there's any change in your status, you receive an email update immediately. We are available 24 hours a day, every day, in the event of an identity theft emergency. To get started today, give me a call, 910-978-6412, 910-978-6412. I'm so excited to be back with Divine Connections. I took some time off just to rediscover myself, my life, things I was doing, places I was going, wondering where God has me in this season. I've been on assignment. I've been listening intently. But I'm thanking God for all the progress, thanking Him for the growth. What I want for you this year is for you to be your best self, to look inside you, to dream to live, to laugh, to love. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't hold grudges. One of my sayings this year was, I'm not taking any prisoners in my head. I don't have time to allow things, circumstances and people to get caught up in my head where I'm thinking too much about it. Just give it to God. It's easier said than done, I know, I know but it can be done. My prayer for you, live your best life. Let's dream 2018 is your year. 2018 will open up the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing that you're not able to receive if you strategically position yourself. Positioning will take some work. It's gonna take some work, but you can do it. You have been equipped for this season. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. God made no mistake when he made you. You are perfect. You are, you are who he intended for you to be. So live your best life. Do your best. Let's develop this year. Let's do those things that we said that we were going to do. Let's read more this year. I have a goal to at least read 50 books in the year of 2018. Your goal doesn't have to be that many, but let's read more. The knowledge is going to be very important in the growth. The knowledge is going to be so very important for the growth. The knowledge is going to be so very important for the growth. 
Let's read more. I challenge you to purchase this publication of this upcoming author. He is Pastor Charles Bloom. You've got to take a listen. You will not be disappointed. God bless you. I love you. And thank you again for tuning into Divine Connections. Thank you so much for tuning in to Divine Connection. We are on the eve of a new year, 2018. And the Lord spoke to me after many months of not being active doing podcasts to relaunch in December. And I am so honored that he has introduced to me an outstanding pastor, author, husband, father, apostle, Charles Bloom. I have the opportunity to meet he and his wife. And what an outstanding meeting. We're going to have an extraordinary year, 2018. But what I want to do now is introduce you to Apostle Charles Bloom. He is the author of 3D, Discover, Develop, Deploy for Kingdom Advancement. Hi, Apostle Bloom. I hope that all is well on today. Hi, everything is super great. Uh, excited to be a part of this new direction, this reconnecting or restarting of the podcast ministry that you're doing, uh, Lady McCoy, and uh, just an honor to be here. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. I had an opportunity to be a part of an evening where you brought the word. Afterward, we were introduced to your publication, 3D. I got this book. And, and one uh-huh. of the things that I, that I like to do is to take the time and, and spend the time with it. So when I went away on vacation, I took your mm-hmm. book with me. Okay. Once I began, I couldn't stop. Wow. It took me from, it took me from just really thinking about my actual discovery my actual development and my right. actual deployment of the ministry that was in me. Uh-huh. And I was astounded. I really felt the need to fly after reading this book. Wow. Amen. Uh, Amen. There were a lot of great points that you brought out in this book. One, discover is the revelation of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and then you went down just a little further and said, there is a difference in your purpose, call, and your assignment. Your right. call will never change, but your assignment can change. It is critical that we know the difference. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Could you expound Absolutely. on that for us? Well, you know, the book itself was birthed out of a transition that my wife and I uh, was going through at that particular time. And the uh, the 3D actually came from a message that I preached uh, back in 2011. But it took, you know, from 2011 to 2015 to actually get the book in print because where I was stuck at at that time was in the developing stage. The things that God was using to process, to purge, to empty out, to reignite, to give new insight and new revelation. And when when a person discovers their their purpose, then you you are open up the actual visual uh, spiritual sense of what was on God's mind at the conception. And, and really the preconception, before we became who we are, he already knew who we were. 
And uh. when we come into that epiphany, then it, it, it broadens the, the reality as to why we are here. So, so purpose is the actual fingerprint documentation of the Lord concerning the individual. And when we have that, that open window to that, then it, it completely shifts and changes who we are, our understanding of who we are, and our ability to function boldly, courageously, and, and without regard to other people's opinions of us while we are here on time. And what I've, what, what I've come to the conclusion is that when I look at uh, my, my purpose versus my assignment, my purpose is always going to be that which God has created me to do here in the earth. But the assignment or the place of that execution may always change. And it, it could always change. But my purpose will still be the same. So looking back over the past 35 years or so, we've always been called to ministry. We've always been called to the hurting, to the broken, to, to the despondent, to the kind of folk nobody really wants to take the time to deal with. And, and, but the assignment of that has always been different. So right now we're, we're in the Moore County area, and we've been there 15, going on 16 years. And, um, you know, and we still keep the bags packed, per se. Because he might say, okay, this, this is concluded, past this baton, now I need you here. And so whether there or here, that the, the, the purpose is going to still be the exact same thing. Knowing who you're called to, knowing how to articulate to those folks that you're called to, and knowing that you're doing it for the glory of God. Let me ask you this, Apostle Bloom. Mm -hmm. Do you find that many of us, get stuck in when the assignment ends? I think that because we don't know that there can be a transferring of assignments, we'll get locked in a particular place doing a particular thing, and when that is concluded, we feel as if the world as we know it is over. But it's not. Whenever God closes a door, it presents opportunity for another door to open. And that's the most exciting thing about that, is that when he's ended one thing, then he's getting ready to push you into something different, greater, or better than where you than what you just came from. Wow, that's incredible! With such knowledge that you have, I'm I'm sure that this book was not something that was overnight. You can tell that it has a lot of levels and and layers to it. One of the things that I want to bring out is the revelations of joy. Um, mm -hmm. the, word, the word happiness is associated with happenings, and <laughs> that, was, that was incredible. Um, right. And, yeah. and then, you go, uh -huh. then you go back and say it focuses on instead joy. Joy is a result of choice. And we find that happiness is something that we're going to experience on today. What I've learned through the years, and we've always associated the word happiness when it comes to being happy, receiving happiness, and all those things, um, and what and what it means. But if you if you look up look up the actual word, you see that happiness is based upon happening, something happening in your favor that brings you joy or pleasure. Mm -hmm. But the Bible, the Word of God, does not teach us to be happy. The Word of God teaches us to have joy. 
And joy is apt is a choice. Joy is basically coming to the revelation that who you are, where you are, and why you are is based upon God's plan and purpose for your life. Jesus said, the Bible, the Bible tells us that for the joy set before him that he endured the cross and the shame, and he is set down at the right hand of the Father. And so Jesus suffering his betrayal, his uh, being persecuted, hung on that cross, was done out of an act of joy versus out of being happy. Because going through that kind of stuff, you ain't gonna, I mean, that's, you ain't going to be happy. You know, somebody, you know, sticking nails in your hand or piercing you in the side or whipping you with a cat of nine tails. Yeah. But his joy was driven out of the fact that he was obedient to the Father's will for his life. Okay, which yeah. means that his joy was the, was the fact that he found pleasure in doing God's will. Yes. And that pleasure gave him joy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So wonderful. You mentioned in here, I mean, there, there is just so much. I, I could go page from page to page. We'd, we'd get the whole wow. book. One of the things you said for years that you and your wife, Deborah, followed uh -huh. different styles of ministry. Right, right. You, you were looking for several things, spiritual, whether it was on the natural side, you said on the family side. Spiritual, and natural, family, yeah. financial. You know, the what makes up the totality of who we are, what what makes us whole. And and I think that that, that pursuit was just based upon a desire. I mean, we both got saved real young. You know, we started we started preaching, pastoring a church uh, in Anchorage, Alaska. We was 21, wow. 22 years old in our basement right there on Fort Richardson. And so we just we just kind of knew that God had something um, sort of different for us to do, but not really understanding what that difference was or how we were to execute that or what that was supposed to look like. And so we began to sort of connect with different ministries, different denominations, different leaders, and then and because we didn't know who we were uh, right. in, in that stage, so, you know, here come the mimicking uh, dilemma, you know, trying to be like, dress like, act like, talk wow. like, preach like, you know, wear the towel around our neck like, or the handkerchief <laughs> in our hand like, you know, all of those things, but it never gave us a sense of purpose and a, and a true identity. And I'm glad it didn't because we would have been a false copy of something else yes. instead of being a true copy of an original. And I think a lot of times people will adapt to styles or, or demeanors of other, other folk because they're hungry for who they are. But when, 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 when God begins to wake you up to how he has shaped and designed, then you'll come out looking like... He wants you to look, but yet still able to function in that environment because they'll, they'll see that that gift and that call is unique, but it brings to the table what's necessary for kingdom advancement. Wow. And that is, that's definitely what we're seeing a lot of in this day and sure. time. Let's try to develop. Is okay. In some cases, the church today has lost its power and influence. It's become a place for entertainment and celebrities. 
Mm-hmm. But thank God there is a return to the heart of God and his real plan for the earth. The mm-hmm. harvest is ready and the laborers are few, but the laborers are in training. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what, you, what was going on in this part of the book. Well, one of the quotes that I used at the beginning of the book was by uh, a guy named Charles Spurgeon. And he said, mm-hmm. I, would rather, I would rather teach one man to pray than to teach ten men to preach. Now, that, that, that hit me like, like a bullet because our, our modern 21st century, as they call it, and, and I'm not trying to go out, bash, you know, do anything in a way that make anybody feel anything other than love by the Lord. But, but, what, I, but what I do see and and I'm not the only one is that the power of the of the early church uh and 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 I'm not talking about just going all the way back to the day of Pentecost I'm talking about during the early 1900s when there was these crazy supernatural revival fires that would break out that affected not just who was in the house but also people outside the house the power of God was so incredible that it would seep through the doors and folks would be in all different venues all different places games at the park driving in their cars or or at the club up, but they will sense such a presence and pull of the Lord. They will go. They will be drawn to those places where those folks was in there praying and 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 having services because the power of God would be so strong. Yeah, they, they were they were not moved by by a particular. Uh, person with a particular gift or a particular song that were moved by the power and the presence of God to the degree. Now, this, this, this was the, the, the distinguishing factor to the degree that the, 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 when, when there's a real move of God, the churches are not just full, but the community and the moral climate of the community is affected. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? So, so when, when we really get it like God intended for it to be gotten, sure, our churches could be packed to capacity. But you'll start seeing a decline in crime, a decline in homicide, a decline um, in drug addiction, a decline right. in, in, in battery uh, assault. You start seeing a decline in mm-hmm. those dynamics because the power of God, that, that is the kingdom advancing and beginning to reclaim and restore the earth back to its original owner by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. You reference a lot in this book, the potter and the clay. That that whole part, even when the clay is crushed under pressure of the potter, yeah. he, yeah. Would just, he would just make it over until it was ready. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you say after that section is one of the biggest challenges is we don't know how to wait on the Lord. We have no revelation of patience. We want everything now and without price. We miss the fact that if we don't allow time to be maximized, we will not be developed with a greater degree of durability and sustainability. That's how Yes, and we see that now because there's so much competition now to be great, to be big, to have the most, to go the farthest, to outdo, to outshine, to outsing. There's so much now that we lose the fact that patience and time is two most valuable components to proper development 
for sustainability. You know, I, I make reference to folks that I call overnighters. And, mm-hmm. the, and these, these are folks who really get excited. They see God doing something. They feel like, man, he's going to do something in me. But then they go and begin to do, I want to do this. And I want to do this by this time. Or I want to be like this person or that person. No, the true value of development is being able to have the father say, now you're done. And now I could use you. Because what we felt to realize is that by, our, by virtue of our own nature, you know, we got some stuff that has to be rooted out, plucked out, burnt out, washed out, and all, and all over again, all over again, okay, in order so that when the Father is, 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 is satisfied with what he sees, not on the outside, but what he sees on the inside, the condition and the attitude of the heart. When the Father is satisfied with what he sees, then he's able to push us into place so that we can be used for his glory. There's an illustration that I use in reference to the Chinese bamboo tree. Mm-hmm. Now, the Chinese bamboo tree is different from a whole lot of different bamboo trees because once the seed goes into the ground, you don't see any growth for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's because the root is, is germinating and is digging deep and it's, it starts to wrap around other roots. It wraps around rocks. It goes deep into the soil because the root has a sense to know that by nature, when it breaks through that dry ground, it's going to spring up like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it has to be able to endure the different climates of the weather in order to sustain. It may sway by the wind, but it will not be bent or broken over by the wind because the root is firmly settled in the ground. And it's, uh, it has attached itself to rocks or another root. When we attach ourselves to the rock Jesus and let him build that foundation in the dark when nobody sees us, there's no popularity contest, <laughs> nobody to, we, that we can compare. When he, lets, when he develops us in the dark, by the time we are ready, he allowed the whole world to know. And we won't last for a year. We'll last 20, 30, 40 years. Because we allow time and patience to be our two most valuable companions during the process stage, development stage. To have a perfect work. Yes. Let patience. Let patience have the perfect work. Yes. One of the one of the other and I now I, I did say at the beginning that there were so many profound little sayings that mm-hmm. stuck. And another one of my favorite ones is God's desire to build your character more than your ministry. Yes. Ooh, now, that's one of the things. You said it before about the ministries growing and all the other parts are lacking. Mm-hmm. And then we find that the people are going out and they're ineffective. Right. And, right. oh, my, I tell you, this book really really changed some things for me. It made me want to do more, to be more, to read more, to study more, to be in the presence of God more. It just caused a different shift in my life. Now we're down to deploy, to organize and send out people or things 
to be used for a particular purpose. Keep in mind that your purpose doesn't change, but your assignment may change. Explain to me mm-hmm. deployment as you line it out in the ending of this book. Deploy. Deploy. Deploy basically means that once you got the epiphany of your reality, okay, I know who I am. I know what I'm supposed to do now. I'm on the potter's wheel. That's development. He's shaping. He is um, forming. He's fashioning me based upon what he sees in his head. Then once he's done, he's going to see that in his hand, and he's going to say, okay, that's good. Bloom is ready. Okay, so now I can put him in a position, and I can trust him because I know he's been prepared. So now the deployment is the, is, is the ultimate assignment. It's the ultimate call of the believer that is living out what God has intended for you to live out for who you to be in the earth. This is so crucial because this really is what gives God's glory is the fulfilling of the purpose for which we were intended. Jesus was, was born, and but, but the Bible says that he learned obedience from the things that he suffered. So yeah. he had to go through the dynamics of humanity when it comes to living on earth in that body. The Bible says we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by, the, who can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities and yet be without sin. And the reason that he had to be able to experience and to expose himself to all of what we exposed was exposed to in humanity so that he could be the faithful high priest that could represent us before God through his crucifixion on the cross and the shedding of his blood. So when he said it's finished, he declared that everything that God had intended before the foundation of the world, because remember the scripture says before the foundation of the world, a lamb was slain for for our redemption. So before the foundation of the world, he he had brought to the conclusion that 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 entire initial concept in in the mind of God to the blood and the sweat that dripped from his body on that cross that brought God glory because what he intended has been accomplished so when we are deployed when we are sent out into whatever capacity now this is where a lot of people kind of get perplexed and confused is because they look at their diploma and this is why I teach and talk about this to our young people to our support group staff I go out and I do chapel with Teen Challenge which is a drug abuse addiction center down in Moore County. This is the thing that a lot of, that a lot of us are tricked and trapped by is the comparison component. <clears throat> because we look at what others are doing right. and we try to measure ourselves to that. But what we have to realize is that one person's assignment may be in a desert while another person's assignment may be in a land that is full of milk and honey. It doesn't matter where you are called. If you're called to do it in a desert place, that only lets you know that he has equipped you to make to declare those things that are not as though they were, to have seeds in your mouth, to speak life to places that are dry. If you are called to a place where everything is already uh, in full bloom, then he has called you to go in and to sustain that and to cultivate that, and at times to prune that so that it can do more, greater, or better. 60, 30, 60, or 100. It 
each one was a different category of productivity, Absolutely. but each one was productive based upon its own abilities. So deployment is ba will be based upon the ability, what God had, what he has designed and created for you to do and to be. And in deployment now, there are still those other two Ds that's going to be uh, connected because now there's a rediscovery of who you are right now. And then there's the process necessary for where you are right now so that when you are there, you're still growing, you're still developing, and you're still being processed to even be greater there than where you were before you reached that place. So the process never stops. It, it continues on until we get to, to say what Paul says, I fought a good fight, kept the faith, finished the course. Now I'm ready to be offered up. Amen. That yeah. is so powerful. But lastly, Yes, there is a strong spirit of deception from Satan that has mm -hmm. blinded the minds of so many to keep them from knowing the true value of time. Yes. As yes. you sum up this publication, mm -hmm. uh, that was like profound, and it was placed at the right time. That came to me when I had got a phone call. My wife and I was at the beach. And I got a phone call. There was a young man that we knew, and we knew the family and knew him quite well, that was in a car accident. And so I got the call. And while I was just sitting there, I just began to hear the Lord speak on the value of time and understand how important time is. And the thing about it is that we put value on our money, we put value on our finances, we put value on our careers. But by not having an understanding of time, we waste money, we waste food, we, we waste just buying different things, we buy clothes, never wear. But time is one dynamic that you cannot waste because once it's gone, you don't get it back. It's just gone. And there's a scripture that I use here in John 4 and 14. It says that life is like a mist, that it is here today, but it, it's gone tomorrow which means that, boom, one second can fly by and you not be where you should be doing what you should do and being able to function as you're supposed to. So when you value time, that means that you take opportunity intentionally and on purpose to make the best out of that time that you have in order to be able to fulfill purpose in that little window you know you know they got the little dash between the time you was born and right. the time that you pass that little dash that little dash represent your life mm -hmm. and what you do with that little dash will be determined by how much you valued time wow incredible yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. how will we instruct people to go and get this publication? How can they find you, reach out to you, um, be able to purchase this awesome publication because it needs to be in every household? That'll be super great because when I first wrote the book and when my publisher sent me the first copy, the first proof copy, I looked at it and I said, wow, that's, that's a little small. But then when I said that, the Lord said it's a defibrillator. It's meant at night fire. It's yeah. meant to rekindle. It's meant to put a pursuit in a person's heart to, mm -hmm. to go after the things of God. And so, you know, there's a couple of ways you can do it. We have it on Amazon.com, and we also have it on Kindle on Amazon as well. 
but if you give me a call or text me or inbox me, I can get a copy to whoever will like a copy. And it's cheaper if I do it than doing it through the Amazon. Okay? So okay. Amazon is twelve dollars and some change. I could do it for ten. And I could invoice you through my Square account and boom, you got it. It's is there. I do. I definitely think this needs to be in every household. It needs to be, first and foremost, something that we use as guides for our kids. I know this is going to be a great publication for this season. Amen. Amen. And it's already been used in that capacity. It's been used as a resource and a study guide for a treatment center for women in Raleigh. I already have several churches that use it as a part of their youth discussion and fellowship as well as uh, churches and pastors who use it as a Bible study tool and who has gone through it and getting ready to go back through it again. Amen. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, if you would ask me five, ten years ago about being an author, and I would have told you that's, my, that's not my name. My name is not author. My name <laughs> is Charles. Because I, I, it, it's just, it was nowhere in my mind at the time. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, I heard uh, one, 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 of, one of the brothers at the church and said, Pastor, you're going to write a book. I said, okay, sure, thank you. And then, boom. It just started coming, so he he directed it, and I'm I'm glad he did. And I'm I've just completed the second book, and it's going through the um, the editing process now, and I'm looking forward to that one uh, to be out in 2018. And so I'm excited about that. That one is called "Give Your All on the Altar," living totally surrendered to God's will. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And this book, 3D, was written so that you don't have to be a believing believer. You can just be somebody that's trying to figure out who they are and pick this up and get that clarity at the same time, be able to establish a relationship to the to the potter because you'll know you're in his hands. That's good. Apostle Bloom, today yes. is Christmas. Whatever way the Lord is leading you, just speak to the people right now those that may be hurting, those that may be going through a hard time that are listening right now. Amen. Well, first, I would like to just declare and decree that your year of 2018 is going to be better than 2017. It doesn't mean that it's going to be without its trials and tribulations and things like that because that's a part of the dynamic by the fact that we live in time. So, But yet the things that God has planned in store is going to manifest themselves in a powerful way. This time of year is bittersweet for a lot of different folks because of the fact that for some loved ones who were here last year are not here now. And even right now there are those who are experiencing the loss of loved ones. So for you, I encourage you to let the God of all comfort be your consolator during this time, during this season. And then the totality, you know, why we celebrate. What is this all about, man? This is about a loving God, creator of the universe, who looked down to the smallest planet in the galaxy that he created and saw its condition and decided to come himself in the form of the creation that he made to be able to redeem, to set free. And so we are here celebrating 
celebrating the fact that he loved us enough to come himself to see about us and restore and renew us back to right relationship with him. And so, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I declare and decree that by the power of your spirit that you invade the lives of those who are listening, those who may be struggling, those who may be under the pressure of financial issues, marital issues. They may be going through oppression and depression, anxiety. Father God, you are the God that heals the whole man. And I thank you right now for those who are listening that they will come to that reality of, of their purpose. They'll get that epiphany of, of, of who you have created them to be and then faithfully with joy go through the process of being shaped and formed and fashioned so that when the time comes and the environment is set that you can release them into that assignment to fulfill your will. Getting joy out of doing what you've created us to do. Thank you right now, Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for taking the time out to be a part of Divine Connections. Know that we went through much trouble trying to make this happen. We know that someone will be blessed out of this. And again, thank you so much for being a part of Divine Connections. Thank you so much for having me. And I just look forward to what God do through your ministry for 2018 is going to be incredible. God bless you. God bless you. What an incredible interview with Pastor Charles Bloom, the author of 3D Discover, Develop, and Deploy for Kingdom Advancement. I will have copies available for anyone that would like to get copies. You can also contact me at 910-978-6412. We're coming back with Doc McKenzie and the highlights from their yet fateful album, Let's Celebrate. Here's my grandson wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But it's more 
we'll be doing monthly podcasts. So stay tuned next month for another edition of Divine Connection. I will be letting you know when, where, and how. But until then, we'll talk soon. The Silver Lining Radio Network. Expect a brighter day.